Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, is an Alabama prison sentence a death sentence? Also, is there a tax rebate coming? And who's the leader that can guarantee the people a vote on gaming? This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. That's right. Help us, K.I.B. You're our only hope. All this and much, much more coming up next on The B. Welcome to The Voice of Alabama Politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, columnist and investigative reporter at APR. Welcome. Hi, y'all. Hey, guys. Here we are back again outside of beautiful downtown Atala, one of the <laughs> garden spots of Alabama. <laughs> it, is, it is beautiful this time of year, I hear. Yeah, it's, it, uh, is. It, is, it is. Absolutely. At the foot of Sand Mountain, we might say, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Susan, Josh, we have seen this so many times. Over and Where over and this over. gambling issue mm. just is a thorn in everybody's side. And we mm. have to do something to settle this issue. And you know what? We, we know this, that nothing big ever happens without the governor of Alabama getting behind it. And nobody, I would argue, has done more to cover big issues than Governor Kayaki. Whether you like it or not, she has taken the bull by the horn and done more, Susan, than her male predecessors have done to move Alabama forward. She has, she's worked on our prison systems, which desperately needed to be addressed for decades. Uh, she's moved into infrastructure. Everybody hated the gas tax, but they don't hate it when the potholes get filled. So, and, and when the infrastructure is actually moving the state forward and our possibilities of economic development. And Josh, this last week, or it's been the, the, it was Friday last, mm -hmm. the Alabama Supreme Court and all their infinite wisdom decided that they were going to shut down uh, the uh, racetrack in uh, Macon County mm -hmm. and also the one in Lowndes County and saying that they were a public nuisance. This is oh, they're all. They're going after Green County, right? Too. And they're Definitely. going after Green County next. And uh, so th this has got to stop. We cannot do this anymore. This costing jobs, livelihoods, and everything else. You know more about this gaming issue than anybody I know. Mm -hmm. Give us your thoughts here. Well, uh, so there, there are a lot of, <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of things to kind of unpack on the, on the whole thing. Uh, the Supreme court ruling, um, it, it's, it's, it's reached the point of absurdity, uh, with this court and the gambling issue. Um, you know, they, they essentially made up laws to override a constitutional amendment, uh, that was passed in Macon, Green, uh, and Lowndes counties. They, they, just simply made up law. They made up law to determine that the bingo that they think is bingo is the only bingo that could be played, regardless of what voters and the legislature had in their intent, all right? That doesn't happen. 
I don't think the average person understands how unusual that is to have occurred. Uh, so regardless of all that, so this has left us in this bind, uh, in, in this fight now for going on uh, 15, 16 years since the, yeah. since the Supreme Court decided that we cannot play electronic bingo except in the, uh, in the uh, Porch Creek casinos because they're federal. Uh, you know, and the federal government has determined that you can play bingo electronically. So uh, it, this is a whole convoluted mess of things. But the bottom line is this. We're losing millions, billions, actually. We're losing mm-hmm. billions of dollars annually because we refuse to simply regulate gaming and authorize some form of gaming in this state that we can appropriately tax. And right. right now there is a bill that has been pushed for the last three sessions, I believe, uh, that would do exactly that. It's not going to be an expansion of gaming. We already have gaming in the state. We're going to essentially have the probably less gaming, actually, under this bill. But in return, we're going to create 15,000 jobs and have a billion dollars worth of revenue to play around with every single year that we could use for scholarships, for health care, for a variety of purposes. Uh, but we need somebody to do that. Um, and I mean, I know y'all have a lot of faith in Kay Ivey and I, I, you know, I don't dislike her, uh, but I, we disagree on a number of things and, uh, and I wish that I would like her a lot more. I'll say it this way. I would like her a lot more if she would just come in and settle this, because let me tell you, this is a very popular issue. Uh, This bill is very popular with voters and they do not care about the overall specifics of things. Pass this bill, give them a lottery, give them sports wagering, give them a handful of resort casinos around the state and move the hell on with this. It's done. It's done. And nobody will fault you for this. Susan, again, uh, Governor Coyote has taken leadership on controversial issues. This is not even a controversial issue. It's really not. Uh, and and it's, it's possible under her leadership that this can happen. Now, there's two things that have to be addressed here. Legal gaming and illegal gaming. Mm-hmm. Right yes. now, we have legal gaming here. It's going on. And you can argue all you want to. I mean, these are just legacies of Bob Riley's bingo wars that, in my opinion, were to do nothing but profit the the Indians' casinos in Mississippi. They weren't. But uh, all that having been said, we can argue that all we want to. The thing is, right now, in Jefferson County alone, there are 17 to 20,000 illegal bingo machines (laughs) in Jefferson County. Over in Greene County, you got some cats running some casinos over there that I'm almost terrified to talk about. Because this, (laughs) as a quote the former president, there's some some bad hombres. Yeah, Yeah, it's a... You're right, though. It's not a controversial thing. You know, it's it's only controversial within that Montgomery bubble. All right. You leave right. outside of that bubble and you tell people, here's what we're going to pass. You go come to North Alabama sometime and tell people this is what we're going to pass. We're going to put we're going to have a nice resort casino over in uh, in the northeastern part of the state. We're going to put one in, in Birmingham. We're going to have the Porch Creek facilities around. Uh, Victory Land will run. Lowndes County will run. Everybody's happy. Everybody, oh, cool! That's neat. We're gonna have sports wagering. Oh, that'll be nice to have, and a lottery so we can send some kids to college. Oh, that'll be great, man! Awesome. Let's do that. Uh, it's it's a popular issue. It is seventy to eighty percent of Alabama voters are in favor of passing a gaming legislation. Yeah. All the legislature has to do is get it get it to the ballot and let the people 
decide yeah. what they want. Well, Governor Ivey back in April said she lamented the fact that the legislature did not get a gaming bill passed so it could be on the ballot this within less than 30 days from now. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. What I think can happen is if Governor Kay Ivey, who I think is a great leader, will step up, then we can pass a bill and put it mm-hmm. before the people. We're going to have to hold it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. I'm Donald Trump, and I love Alabama. As many of you know, there are few issues facing our nation as important as election integrity and election fraud. This is why the people of the great state of Alabama must work together to make it easier to vote and harder to cheat. So get out, register to vote, and get a photo ID so you can make your voice heard and decide the future of our great country. Thank you. There seems to be a new wave of aggressive driving lately. You see those people, they are the ones that are tailgating other people because they have to get through their destination now. Weaving in and out of traffic looks like they could care less about who's around them. There's no one else on the roadway. They're the only one there. Aggressive driving can be the difference between life and death. All because somebody thought they needed to be the front of the line and get there first. Slow down. Don't be the reason that someone else doesn't go home tonight. My dog Jupiter is frightened when I climb too high, the owl said. Check for monsters, Daddy. I did, honey. There are no monsters. You're perfectly safe. Protect yourself and those you love. Vaccinate now. Welcome back to the V, the voice of Alabama politics. This week, or this past week, the Supreme Court of the United States of America met to hear oral arguments in a case that involves Alabama redistricting. Uh, the, the, the plaintiffs have said that uh, Alabama's Republican lawmakers did not redistrict correctly that because of the population of the black community, Mm -hmm. that we should have seven districts, not the six that we have with, I mean, the seven, but one minority. There should be two minority districts. Josh, you listened to the oral arguments as as we did as well. And it it sure seemed like uh, the Republicans and the, the Republican appointed justices were heavily leaning toward favoring Alabama's districts and not allowing a second minority district. Yeah, and, and I think you were correct when you first described them as Republicans. Um, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, it, it's it's weird to listen to oral arguments and to have a Supreme Court justice essentially rewrite the argument for you on the fly so it would be more palatable to, <laughs> to the that court. That's what Samuel Alito did, right? Yeah, that's, that's what he did. I mean, it's a, he basically told uh, the Solicitor General from Alabama, uh, LaCour, uh, that, uh, you know, his, his uh, arguments were pretty far-reaching uh, out there, which basically means that there's no chance that you're ever going to get some of these things uh, through the court. Uh, but he said, let me 
me narrow it down for you and tailor it for you and tell and tailor what I think you meant to say. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I, I assume that's that's what they're doing. But I, I will say, you know, there were some pretty pointed criticisms uh, from uh, also from Alito and from from Barrett and some others uh, about, you know, the, the arguments from Alabama. And there were some really pointed criticisms, obviously, from uh, from the more liberal justices uh, on the court. And, you know, I, I think uh, Ketanji Brown uh, Jackson uh, said, uh, you know, this is the intent here does not have to be racist, okay? The racism does not have to be the intent if you, ha- if you produce maps that are discriminatory. And when you have a black population of 27% and a congressional district uh, maps that, that are basically representative and only 14%, uh, you know, that's, that's a problem, uh, particularly when we know we're going to have these maps for the next decade and the, 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 that population growth is going to continue to go that way. So, you know, I, I think ultimately we'll see what, what they do. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily convinced they're not going to send this back. I mean, keep in mind, the appellate court below uh, included two Trump appointees. Uh, and it was a unanimous decision by them that these maps were, were not proper and should be redone. I mean, Susan, we know just from living here that these maps are not drawn fairly and that they are drawn according to race. The argument here is that does race matter or should we be in a more colorblind situation? I think we should be colorblind at this point. I mean, these you got to be representative. That's what representative government means. If it's 27% of the population, then it needs to be representing, represented by 27% of who we've got in Washington. I mean, that's just... Anything other than that, to me, is just criminal and, and, and backwards. But uh, we're talking about fairness here, and, mm-hmm. and, and fairness well, has never entered in. No. And, and you know, Justice uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, Roberts, uh, uh, he is the Chief Justice, and he has tried, he has done his best to roll back the Voting Rights Act of 65, yeah. mm-hmm. and this would give them a further opportunity to erode it under Oh, this would demolish it. This would be the end of it. This would be the end of the Voting Rights Act, essentially. This is the only provision that's really left that has any teeth in it to ensure fairness uh, in drawing the maps and and gives people an avenue uh, to sue over this sort of thing. Uh, You know, without this, uh, you know, essentially gerrymandering becomes legal. um, And there's no recourse for for most uh, people out there to to handle it in any way, shape or form. Well, I mean, like we've said time and again, we've been in the rooms when they've been talking about these things, and mm-hmm. it, it becomes a partisan joke. It does. I, it really does. I, I often remind the, some of my Republican friends that <clears throat> it was Democrats that drew the map that allowed them to win right. in 2010 to gain mm-hmm. a supermajority. Joe Reed uh, uh, drew those maps. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the, it was drawn fairly enough that the Republicans could actually win in a landslide. Yeah, you know, I, listen, I, I I'm I'm against basically any partisan drawing of maps. You know, really, um, I don't want the Democrats to have an advantage. I don't want the Republicans to have an advantage. I want there to yeah. be a coalition of people that you can bring together using computer models and analytics, um, and and a certain benchmarks that you have to meet, keeping counties together, keeping, uh, you know, communities together. Um, and, and I want the maps to be drawn fairly and however they shake out, that's how they shake out. And, and that's fine with me, as long as they're fair and there's a, there's a committee and we remove as much politics from it as possible. That's all I've ever wanted out of this. Yeah. And don't forget, you know, other states will take it. If, if this comes back and Jerry McMahon becomes what we call legal, 
Other states are going to do the same thing. It's oh, just yeah. going to be a massive rash all over the country. Right, race-based, yes. Yeah, race-based. Uh, I think the interesting thing, uh, we're, we're going to have to move on, but we'll see how this plays out. Uh, you know, Susan, I asked this question. Is is being sentenced in Ala to an Alabama prison a death sentence? Because yes. if you look at yeah, if you look at just from September 27th, eight incarcerated men have died in Alabama prisons. And that's just that's just in a few weeks. That's just a few weeks. Yeah. That is and we're talking about, you know, drug overdoses, you know, fights in among inmates fights with correctional officers. You know, we've got to have some leadership to be able to tamp some of this stuff down. I know in one participant situation they had a, a drop in the, the number of COs that they had. And all of a sudden there was a, also a drop in drug overdoses, if I'm right. Hmm. So yeah. there's, there's got to be somebody that's going to take the reins, even with the new prisons. It, so there's got to be somebody that's going to take the reins and actually get something done. And, I mean, it's our, it's our responsibility to protect these people as well. Josh Byer estimates at least 150 individuals have died in Alabama prisons or uh, facilities caring for them outside of the prison in the last year. We're, mm -hmm. we're in October. In yeah. October. No, it's a, it's, it's, it's atrocious. Um, it is. And you know, the, what bothers me more than anything is the seeming indifference to this from a lot of people in, in our state leadership, the people whose responsibility this is, um, you know, from Steve Marshall at the AG's office, um, you know, up to the governor's office again, uh, here, I think the governor's office bears some responsibility in this as well. Uh, and, and I think there are a lot of other lawmakers out there that bear some responsibility. And let me tell you this, I don't just say that there are a lot of Republican lawmakers who say that as well, that they have worked and worked and worked on this uh, to try to force some change on people who are ultimately standing in the way of meaningful change within our prison systems. And we've got to figure out a way to do this. All right, but that's going to have to be the last word. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. Throughout my career, I've seen many crashes, and a lot of the fatalities are from people who haven't worn their seatbelt. Cars have rolled over multiple times. I've had people end up in lakes, um, ravines. I've been looking for people in the woods for a couple hours before. Usually just about every bone in their body is broken, their organs have ruptured, and typically they die. You want to save a life, just simply click a button and put the seatbelt on. Seatbelts really do save lives. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. She gave them some broth without any bread and kissed them all soundly and put them to bed. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Speed is one of the biggest factors in a fatal car crash. Your car stops, but your body does not stop at the same time. Your body keeps going, you know, and that could be running into your seatbelt, that could be hitting the airbag, something has to stop it, and unfortunately it's something very hard. There have been times that we've come upon accidents where if people weren't speeding, they'd probably still be alive today. It's truly dangerous and it puts everybody at risk. There's just no point to it. This kind of stuff has got to stop.
Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You know, of all the frustrating things, and there's so many in politics, you, you get most frustrated when these particular groups or these particular sort of bogus, you know, websites and propaganda mills, they, they just keep hounding and hounding for more tax cuts, mm-hmm. more <laughs> tax cuts. And, and forget about the last session, the legislature passed 160 million in tax cuts for small businesses, but they they think there's a way to cut taxes and still run government. Uh, it's not, it's not possible. You have to have taxes. But Governor Ivy is has, has said that she wants to look at and will probably try to pass a one-time tax mm-hmm. to send people back basically a rebate because we're flush with cash. She also says doing it every year is not sustainable. Of course, doing it every year is not sustainable. We don't have those kind of funds. You know, maybe if we had the gambling money, we could we could <laughs> do something like that. But when we're talking about a one-time surplus, it's not sustainable over a period of time. Anybody who's balanced a checkbook knows that. Josh, you know, I mean, it, it's just it's, it it just shows a lack of fiscal understanding of how government works. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to pay taxes, but no. we have to have taxes to to actually run the government. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's nice to have these roads and schools and police officers and firefighters that you know that come to help. It's yeah. like this is, how, this is how these things work, you know, the army that, that we pay for and all the tanks and airplanes. Um you know I, I I, I, I don't know. I, you know, a, a rebate thing is fine. I, I've certainly, you know, enjoyed a couple uh, from the federal government over the last few years. Uh, but um, at at the same time, we just we just talked about a really big issue, a really terrible issue here in our prison system, and in, and the hiring of of guards. Uh, you know, and see, uh, it, surely there's something that we could do with this excess cash that would entice people to join our ranks of correctional officers. Um, you know, something along those lines, or, you know, maybe we could build a bridge in Mobile so we're not paying a toll. I don't know, you know, something that we're doing, <laughs> yeah. that, you know, with some of this stuff that is going to carry forward and help people and help the state. Or Most maybe of- save it for another project that may be coming up that's having problems getting funding that we, that, I don't know what it is right now, but, I know in our budget, we always, our household budget, we always plan for that. Well, these, these, I mean, look, one-time rebate, it's just a gimmick in my mind. It's a gimmick. It doesn't, the problem is usually the people that need the money the most, they're not the people that are going to get it. Right. No. It's going to go to people who don't really need it. They'll find a way for them not to That's not how it works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, if you tell me that you're going to send out rebates, substantial rebate checks to people making less than $25,000 a year, uh, you know, and, and who oh, are okay. eligible for Medicaid or whatever, uh, then okay, send it to those folks and let's help them out and let's, you know, let's pay a few of their bills, maybe have a nice Christmas for the kids uh, or something. You know, but right now, you know, you're going to send out a small check to a, a, a fraction of people in the state and it's not going to be, for most people, it's not going to help them that much, you know, where the, where when you combine it together, you could do some pretty cool things with this uh, that would further the state and make some yeah. really bad things yeah. better. Well, and again, let's go back to the fact this isn't money that Alabama earns. No. no. It's, it's federal it's, it's funding. Not, it's, uh, federal it's federal funds. money that our Republican friends didn't want to take in the first place. Right. But now yeah. that we're flush with cash, 
They're right. like, oh, man, uh, and let's give some back to the people. Well, going out, going to a lot of ribbon cuttings that they didn't have anything to do with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they didn't even tie the damn bows on the ribbons. Uh, so, I mean, it's, uh, honest to God, it's, uh, you know, I, I understand you're, you're 100% right. And I understand, uh, you know, wanting to get a little bonus here or there, do something to help the people. But, I mean, there, there are so many things that we could do that would that would actually help people. And, you know, if you're really worried about the tax structure and, and doing this, you I'll tell you where you can, you can cut taxes on the lower half of the state uh, and then raise them on the upper half. And I think we'd be into something there. Blasphemy. Blasphemy, Josh. <laughs> this is not the way to do things. Is he a socialist? Yeah, I, I am. Talk about Josh behind his back. No, oh, well, we won't talk about you behind your back. Hey, you know, and and and, and look, I, I get it. This is this is a mantra: cutting taxes. But mm-hmm. it, it, you know, be reasonable about it. I do think one thing we should do, and and I was going to look at. We're looking at Alabama Rise, one of the premier organizations, and bless you, in Alabama that does so much good and tries to do so mm-hmm. much good. They're, they're, so they're more than 400 members voted on their agenda for uh, 2023 session. And the, right at the top is ending the Alabama state tax on groceries. Now, you want to yeah. help folks. Yeah, yeah. Take that tax off the groceries, you know. Yeah. Put that yeah. access to federal money over yeah. to replace the tax money on groceries. That you know what? What's what's amazing, and what I, I bet I, there's somewhere John Knight is like pulling his hair out. Okay, I mean because he's been doing, pushing this thing for two decades now. He's he brought that bill to repeal the grocery tax for two decades, and now all of a sudden there's a group of Republicans who think they've discovered the Titanic or something at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> you know, when when people have discovered it for year years ago, and, and it's uh, yes. Yes, stop double taxing people for for their food. I, why are we taxing food? We're taxing people to eat, man. Come on. Well, you know, one of the things I've been doing recently, and uh, it's sort of a dirty trick. I, I'll go up to somebody and say, how much is a gallon of milk? Well, what do you mean? Well, I mean, how you, you complain about how much your gas is. Hmm. How much is the milk? Because maybe you should look at putting milk in your car. Well, you can't afford to put milk in your car. No, you, know? <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. And uh, you know, and then you say, "Hey, and and how much? Uh, how much is a loaf of bread these days? Do you have any idea?" Nobody I've talked to knows how much a gallon of milk or how much a loaf of bread costs. Yeah. Guess what? I must be hanging around with some rich folks, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You know. Uh, but they know how much gas is, right? They know how much oh, gas well, is. Oh, yeah, well, because they've Biden's got the Biden. Fault. I did that sticker on the thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah. check out your milk prices. If, you, if you're a politician and don't know what milk costs, you're making too much money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. And, and uh, you know, it, I, I'll just say, I think there are, there, well, I'll, I'll tell you this there are a whole lot of people out in this state right now that know exactly what the cost of milk is. And, yeah, and there are a whole lot of them in this state that know that they can't afford it. Um, and, and every little bit helps those folks a lot. It and does. so to me, if you want to do a tax rebate and you want to really help people, repeal that tax on food and, and send the yeah. rebates out to the people who really need it. All right. Well, that's going to have to be the last word. You've been watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.